0: This week, we're going to talk about AI, and it really does bear some investigation.
1: I agree. There's so much talk about it, maybe more than is deserved.
3: Definitely. I mean, there's a lot of hype around this topic. It's probably even overhyped at this point.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, this cup of coffee was made by AI. And you know what the problem with it is? It's not good. It's not coffee.
0: Weird. (laughs) And with that, in the background, you hear a voice from John Lovitz going, Yeah, that's the ticket. The ticket. (laughs) All right, and so with that, welcome to What The Hack, a show about hackers, scammers, and the people they go after. I'm Adam, cyber voiceover specialist. I'm Bo, cyber Kaiser Sose.
3: And I'm Travis, cyber monotone specialist.
0: And today, we hear a frightening story of a ransom call made to a panicked mother. Well, Jennifer Stefano, we really appreciate you coming on our show today. Where are you coming to us from?
2: I'm coming to you from Arizona. I live in the Phoenix area.
0: I used to live in the Phoenix area, so I feel like we're we're kindred spirits there. And so what do you do?
2: I'm a mother of four. That in itself is a full-time job. I do a bunch of different things. I have kids that are really ambitious in different sports, and so I'm usually chasing them around, and then I dabble in some real estate.
1: And how old are your kids, Jen?
2: So 17 boy, 15-girl, 13-girl, and 12-year-old boy.
0: What sort of sports are your kids involved in?
2: I have a, well, former ski racer, which is Bree. She also currently ski races now and then, and she plays volleyball competitively. And then I've got a competitive dancer, and then I've got a competitive snowboarder as well. And then my oldest does musical theater, um, sings, and did football for a little bit.
3: Amazing. as as the uh, ski racing is concerned, it's uh, my understanding that's actually what leads us into our story.
2: Yeah, exactly. So she was a ski racer, hadn't raced in a couple of years and was going back for her first race. It was just something local to jump and do for fun. Um, But there's always a high risk of injury. So she was away from me. She was with her dad and her younger brother up skiing. I had a phone call from an unknown number. I was going to disregard it while I was picking up my younger daughter from dance and um, decided to pick it up in case someone got hurt. On the phone was my ski racer, who was sobbing, saying, Mom. And she's crying and sobbing some more. And she goes, Mom, I messed up. So I'm thinking, she got hurt. We'll deal with it. Moving forward. And then all of a sudden, I heard a man's voice say, lay down, put your head back. And then she goes, Mom, these bad men have me. Help me, help me, help me. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? I had just gotten out of my car and I had a bunch of things in my hands, so I had it on speaker. And this man gets on the phone and he tells me, listen here, I have your daughter. Uh, You tell anybody, you call the cops. I'm going to pop her full of drugs, have my way with her, and I'm going to drop her in Mexico and you'll never see your daughter again. And in the background, she's crying and sobbing and pleading for my help. I walked into the studio to uh, see my younger daughter pick her up. And I just started screaming, uh...
0: Now, where were you exactly when you received, you mentioned studio, you were mm-hmm. at a dance studio?
2: Yeah, exactly. So I was picking up my younger daughter from dance. So I was originally in the parking lot and then I was walking into the studio and when I actually entered the studio is when the man had taken over made the threat and that's when I entered the studio, put him on mute and I started screaming for help. Fortunately, there was a couple moms there who came to my aid. Uh, they were around the corner. So they came around me, and I still had the phone on speaker. So in that process, one of them mouthed to me, I'm going to call 911, I'm, yes, please do. I started instructing my 13-year-old daughter to find her dad, figure out where Bree is, reach out to your brothers. And then I was trying to text my uh, sons, where's Bree? Someone find Bree. And then the other, my da- 13-year-old froze at that point. She was just paralyzed in fear, listening to all the threats he was making with what he was going to do with Bree. So the other mom jumped up and ran over to her and took her phone. She's like, here, let me help you. Let's find your dad. Let's find out what's going on. They were demanding a million-dollar ransom, came down to $50,000. They wanted to come pick me up physically in a van, put a bag over my head, and I had to be agreed to transport it to her with all the cash. Otherwise, we're both dead. So I was... I Well, at first I was like, just don't hurt my daughter. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but just don't hurt her. I started demanding to talk to her again. He said, you already heard her voice. You already talked to her. You're not going to talk to her again. Okay. Um, and I was like, well, I don't know how that's going to come to be. And so then he got angry, and then he came up with a number of $50,000 from there.
0: What was going through your head at the time... That first you heard your daughter and then this guy got on and basically said, you know, your money or her life.
2: We had a family friend who was kidnapped and held for ransom five years prior. And we weren't able to recover him. And um, during the period of time while we were trying to go through that, my kids knew him. um, They traveled together, whatnot. So for me, it was very real and reliving those moments and that fear with our friend um, and that outcome, which Unfortunately, we weren't able to get him back.
1: May I ask, was that, how close a family friend was this person?
2: Uh, he was a friend of my husband's in high school, one of his best friends from high school.
1: And was that in the same area in uh, Arizona?
2: No, he lived in Costa Rica. He was an expat. Um, and he had lived there for 17 years, had a family there, whatnot.
1: Now, is there any uh, way that—is your, is your husband on Facebook or other social media? The reason I ask is I'm wondering if there's any way that you're—the present scammer that we're talking about— could have known that this happened in, you know, a close friend's past.
2: I thought that too. I actually baited a question and he didn't know the answer to it um, about money. So I knew it wasn't related then at that point. Gotcha.
1: And were you this whole time trying to slow things down? Was that part of what you were doing while everyone was making phone calls?
2: Yeah, exactly. I was trying to drag out the process, which he picked up on. And he was very angry with me about it because I was dragging my feet on making arrangements. And then at one point when my friend came in who was on the phone with 911, he heard her voice. She started talking before I could mute it. And then he started yelling at me for engaging other people. I told him I was actually talking to get, trying to get the money. I was trying to get the cash so I could make the arrangements for the pickup.
3: And how long was the full phone call?
2: It was actually just under four minutes. So it felt like it was forever, but it was was actually just under four minutes. A lot can happen in four minutes. Yes, it though. can. Yeah, a
1: bit. Now, what what happened that kept you from, you know, going through with a payment and and all the rest? What? So we're four minutes in. A lot of phone calls are being made. You're ready to? Are you ready to go at this point? Are you ready to possibly have to get in a car with fifty thousand dollars?
2: I was actually uh, with nine one one. I had requested the police to come. So that was also another reason why I was driving it out was because the police were being dispatched to me so that I wasn't going to disclose. And plus, I wouldn't disclose the location where there's children either. That's just, I don't need anybody else involved. But I think, but I wasn't going to do anything until the police were beside me and then figure out from there.
0: Well, the other crazy thing, too, is when someone calls you and first demands a million and then manages to get whittled down to 50,000, which is still a significant number, is... What what do they think? How how do they think you're going to get your hands on fifty thousand in cash late in the day?
2: You know I don't know. You know one of the things he yelled at me is he called me a broke ass bee. So and then in the process of like okay well you just called that out. So how do you get fifty thousand dollars cash if you know that's what you're yelling at me? So. Even if you go to a bank, that's not possible. So I, I just let him believe it was, because then when you go to a bank to go, you know, through the motions, there's so many layers in which you can request help, because that's not possible.
1: Did the uh, caller immediately request a ransom?
2: Yeah, it was. It immediately told me that I was going to have to pay a ransom if I was going to see her again.
1: He immediately said it. He said a million dollars. You said I'd like to speak to her. He <laughs> said that's not happening. And then he just shifted from a million to fifty thousand dollars,
2: yeah. He got mad at me that he, I don't know if he was trying to test me to see how high he could go or what I'd be willing to do. I was also managing the phone call with the nine one one at the same time. I was texting my older son, and I was managing the phone call with the other moms trying to get in touch with my husband. So I was kind of going in and out of conversations while trying to navigate conversations.
0: This is such a nightmare scenario. Your kid involved, I can only imagine how difficult this whole thing was.
1: Adam, how are you moving into 2024? Oh man, I'm ripped, ready to go. So, what are you gonna do about it? Travis already did something about it. He got one of these electric e-bikes that are called easy to remember electric e-bike it's
3: really well built it looks awesome it folds up so saves space in your house it rides just
1: like a regular bike but if you're going up hills and you need things to be a little bit easier it gives you a boost when he got his bike, the first thing that I saw was that the financing could be as low as $49 a month.
0: It ships free. It comes fully assembled. I'm thinking about getting one for my son. It adds a lot of activity to everyday life. You can run errands on it. And on one charge, you can get up to 150 miles. That's really impressive.
3: And the speed can hit up to 28 miles an hour.
0: So explore 2024 with electric e-bikes. The most accessible and adventurous e-bikes ever visit electricebikes.com and be sure to mention that what the hack with adam levin sent you in the post checkout survey that's l-e-c-t-r-i-c ebikes.com hey guys have you heard about this new thing that hacker one is doing They're red teaming AI. What does that even mean,
1: red teaming AI? Well, you know what red teaming is, right? Yeah, it's when you send in a group of, you know, white hat hackers basically to go in and try and break something. Right, so in this case, they're offering their services
3: to red team companies that have AI-based products.
0: So does that mean they're trying to get the AI that companies use to divulge something that it shouldn't be divulging?
3: Yeah, 100%. AI uses something called large language models, which means that they go through huge amounts of data in order to be able to come to conclusions and be able to interact with customers sort of in a human way. Unfortunately, that means that there's a lot of room for error, especially if it's trade secrets or something involving security. I feel like I could
1: probably trick AI with some cool questions. So, Hacker One, if you're looking for somebody to red team, I will red team with them because I like it a lot.
0: Well, as, as we like to say, if you can take Bo off our hands, please take him.
1: Well... Even if they were to take Bo off our hands,
3: Hacker One does have over 750 active hackers, and they're ethical.
0: Surely
1: one of them like went on a date and ghosted, or something Ouch. like that. They're not all ethical; they can't be.
0: Yeah, Bo, I'm I'm not sure you understand what ethical hacker means.
1: Or ad reads.
3: To find out more, just go to hackerone.com/ai. That's hackerone.com/ai.
1: You're on the phone. Your friends are there calling 911 and calling your husband and calling other people. And you were speaking to the the kidnapper.
2: So when I came into the studio, I put him on mute and I started screaming for help. I was trying to text my uh, sons, where's Bree? Someone find Bree.
0: So what happened during this four minutes that changed the situation into your favor?
2: So... Navigating this, the other mom was able to get my husband on the phone. We were able to locate Bree. I still didn't believe she was safe with him until I physically talked to her. And she confirmed with me that she was safe and that these men did not have possession of her. And so we were able to uh, figure it all out and dissect the situation that it was indeed an AI scam. When we were actually able to locate her, and I could talk to my daughter, and then she confirmed that she was safe. That was when I knew that it was a scam. This mom got the scariest phone call of her life. On the other end, she hears her daughter crying. The kidnappers demand $1 million before reducing it to 50,000. But here's the thing, her daughter had not been kidnapped and that was not her begging mom for help. Her voice had been duplicated by a scammer using artificial intelligence. I was in Flagstaff um, skiing with my little brother.
0: This is a clip of Brie, Jen's daughter, and she's sharing her story with Inside Edition.
2: My mom called me and she was crying, like, falling. But Brie's dad,
0: who's your husband, was with her on a ski trip and he ran to her room to make sure she was okay.
2: She was upstairs in her room going, what? What's going on? I literally just sat down and just broke, broke down crying.
1: So let's back up. Who first suggested to you that this was an AI scam?
2: That came from 911. So when um, the first mom called 911, that was what she was informed about and reassured the level and the complexity and the depth in which they can use this AI technology to replicate someone.
0: Okay, hold it. Hold it. We've been listening to this interview. It's been very compelling, but I think we need to talk this over a bit.
1: Yep, I agree. Indeed. You know who said it was AI? It was a 911 operator. You know who knows how AI works? Not even me. And I do this for a living. I don't believe, I believe, you know, it's the same thing. Like I go to like the pancake breakfast at my local firehouse. And it's like, oh yeah, that was AI. I bet that was AI. And you're like, dude, what do you know about AI? And you're, oh, you can do a lot of stuff with AI. You can. You- and it's just like, give me a break. You don't know. And I think that's what started this whole thing. And I don't think it was AI.
3: Well, the tricky thing about AI is we know what's possible, but we don't know what's practical.
1: We think that, you know, we being me, myself, and I, we think, no, not AI. It's possible that it was AI. There could be AI applications that are being used by criminals right now that we don't know about. Right, Jeff.
3: Exactly. I mean, I mean, there might be something out there that can make a really, really convincing um, sound of someone crying.
1: Sure. Or just based on a, on a, on a simple sound grab from anything, they could sure. be like, well, extrapolate that this is what you sound like crying. But as far as I know, that doesn't exist. And as far as I know, I was talking to my, my one of my children about this today. And I was like, do you know, if you know, and she was like, dad, you mean a deep fake? I said, yeah, I'd mean a deep fake. She said, what about him? I was like, I don't, find the deep fakes terribly convincing do you and she did and her point was if it's short enough and Mm -hmm. that's what we're dealing with here was a very short piece of audio whether it was live or created right that's not that hard to do
3: I mean I really have to point out that the most convincing deep fake I've ever seen was that one of Obama but the voice was done by uh,
1: Jordan Peele it was an actor right and that's sort of So, for me, like, if I say, like, really quickly, like, Adam, if you just hear something really fast in the moment, you may not register that it isn't what you think it is, because it's what you, you, you're expecting a certain something. If I say I'm your son, I'm your son. Right, Darth Vader? Uh, (laughs) That'd be a weird plot twist.
0: (laughs) If someone says to you, Bo, Dad, your mind goes to, I, it's one of my two kids, if it's a female voice.
1: I'd be like. Since when do I have an old Jewish man as a son, <laughs>
0: <laughs> sis? If I if I call you and go, Dad, it's like, who the hell are you?
3: But I mean, we we have played around with deepfake technology just for the uh, purpose of the show, and it's never really that convincing. It usually no. takes about five seconds, and after five seconds, you start to think like this sounds really really janky.
1: I'm saying that. The idea that it was AI was, in, was planted by the 911 operator who was distinctly a non-expert on the topic. And I don't care who it was, because we're quasi-experts, and our opinion would not carry any water here. It, it, you know, This requires forensics people at the level of the FBI, CIA, and no one we know. And, and if we did, they wouldn't tell us. <laughs> but the rest of it, it does come down to panic. It does come down to, I've suggested a situation exists, and I've now suggested something else, which is, I am a player in that situation. Whether that's generated by a computer or an actor, doesn't really matter. The the difference at the end of the day is it doesn't matter. What I'm worried about is this hype around AI and what it can do and what it can't do, and um, you know, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. I just think that there has been a little too much focus on it, which is why the knee-jerk reaction of the 911 operator is, oh, it was AI. It's not AI. Does it matter? At the end of the day, it's still a scammer on the other end of that line. And they're still trying to get money out of you.
3: And it's still important to keep calm and keep your head
1: on. Well, keep that's your head straight. the thing, the calmness part. Like, and, and that is, Jen really did great. If you give the, if you think about the situation, she did one of those, like the ultimate sort of finger snap. Sh- 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 listen, you do this, you do that, you do this, you do that, and she, she quarterbacked it pretty well because you know that was a very, very difficult situation to be in. <laughs>
3: Is it um, possible that when you heard the you know, the phone call of someone saying mom and then you're hearing crying that you were sort of filling in the blanks there?
2: So I've had that question asked, too. And she had called me once years before when she took out a couple of ski gates with her legs um, and she was in a lot of pain, crying. And it was very much like that phone call when she had called me before where she had been injured in a race. So it wasn't. It wasn't anything out of the norm, and spe- especially having, you know, extreme athletes, injuries are going to happen. You'll be okay. Move on. It's not a state of panic. The panic didn't start setting in until I heard the man's voice instructing her to lay down, and then she started pleading for help.
1: Yeah, so, so I mean, so, I was just wondering about it, too. I have two kids, two daughters. When they were teens and were growing up, they were changing so fast, I Sometimes when they called me, I didn't know which one was calling me, and I, I was wondering if there was, Adam, you know that thing. I mean, your son is, 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 is growing by leaps and bounds.
0: Every second, yep. The whole thing is that in, in situations like this, you don't have to be sort of a mastermind psychologist, because there's a very common phenomenon that goes on here. And that is that your mind doesn't think in terms of scams when you're presented with a crisis, it goes into fight or flight mode.
1: Even if so, if it was an AI, if it was a deep fake and it was your daughter, I mean, even more so, because it's really going to hit every button. One thing that occurred to me, Jen, is if your kids have TikTok accounts, might I have a feeling I'm going to get in a lot of trouble for this one? But my daughters have TikTok accounts, and I have seen a, a, a trend or whatever, a, a tendency among their friends and 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 them to. Um, to actually film themselves crying to show that they're feeling anxiety or to show... And then everybody jumps on and tries to make them feel better. Uh, is it possible that the scammer was actually a follower on TikTok?
2: So I went through that, too, to see if there was any videos of her crying or sobbing on any of her TikTok or social media, and there wasn't. Even when our dog passed, my younger daughter did make a video memorializing our dog and was crying but it was mute it was there was music there was no sound
0: other than the 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 crying which sounded very familiar and and the voice is there any indication whatsoever as to how other than they simply cast a wide net that they targeted in on you or was it just they just called and they got it right
2: I was wondering that too. And so when I put on Next Door, I was shocked at how many people responded with, they knew somebody that it happened to. I am positive I heard my daughter's voice. And then I'm positive that there's no recording out there that would have her interactions with me. Because remember, we had a couple interactions. It wasn't just a I get a recording and then she disappears, and that's that. It was an interactive conversation, even though it's short. Well,
1: there's another source, right? Which is another human being in the room with the scammer playing the part of your daughter. One thing that actually uh, sounds
3: sort of strange about this in comparison to a lot of other scams is that they wanted to meet you in person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oftentimes with scammers, they want to, uh, you know, get the money in Bitcoin to be transferred to the other side of the world or what have you. Yep. In this case, it sounds like they may have been, if not local, at least uh, accessible to your region. And I'm wondering if there was some sort of way that someone may have had access to uh, your daughter's voice, not off the Internet, but through more of a uh, uh, local offline means.
2: So with our, our friend that was kidnapped, it was Bitcoin and it was requested to go to an account in Cuba. So to your point, it's exactly even regardless if it's a scam or it's actually a real kidnapping, that's more standard protocol. And that's really what I was not expecting that response when he demanded it. I had to reiterate it to him because I was still trying to process. That's really how this is going to happen. And um, and that was when we requested the police to be on their way was because of that. And then to your point, then it's like, well, are they local? Are they following me? Are they following her? What you know, is this? Distant or not so distant anymore that
1: that is the part that puzzles me too
0: well, especially because you also have as we know with a lot of scams, you have the people who are running the scam and then they have what they call mules who are local yeah. so it's it's not impossible that this was somebody who wasn't local that had people working locally
1: in the area it's still so organized you know and 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 I'm wondering you know Jen when when the police interviewed you, which I assume they did. What was their reaction to this? And, and did they, were they able to provide you with any insight as to what happened?
2: So when I called the police, I was met with, well, there's nothing we can do because no money was transferred and no physical kidnapping had occurred. So unfortunately, it's just a prank call. But even though there was the intent, I'm like, I have witnesses to the intent too, because there's other people that were listening. Um, I kept one beside me so she could hear the conversation and bear witness. But but the intent alone is not a crime. So it was just, if you want, we can have a cop call you back to make you feel better. And that's it.
1: It's mind boggling, actually. And and I I, I, I can't believe that police didn't come and want to try and figure out who did it, especially since there was a local element to it.
0: Thank goodness there were other people around who can help. I mean, otherwise, this could have been a lot worse.
3: So, Bo and Adam, you guys know I'm a bit of a uh, privacy geek, if you will.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you are.
3: Yeah, totally. I, I really just don't like the idea that just about anyone can find you online, can find out where you live or your email address, or your phone number or anything. I just think that entire
1: idea is super creepy. There's so much of my data already out there, but is there something that you can do?
3: Yeah, actually, you can use Delete Me. Delete Me is a service that pretty much does the heavy lifting for you, where they go to all the data brokers that they have on file and uh, just pull your data and delete it on a regular basis.
0: I use it. I like it. And they make it quick, easy, and safe to remove your personal data online.
3: Well, yeah, with these data brokers, they can accumulate huge amounts of your personally identifiable information. And if all that information gets into the hands of a bad actor, that opens you up to a lot of risk.
1: And if you act now, you can get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash WTH and use promo code WTH. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash WTH and enter promo code WTH at checkout.
0: That's joindeleteme.com slash WTH, promo code WTH, which stands for What The Hack. And we thank you for supporting Delete Me and What The Hack. As someone who lived through this and really lived through it, what advice would you give other people? So if they pick up the phone, some guy on the other end of the phone is telling them for a million bucks, you can have your kid back. If not, she's doomed.
2: So it's awareness. Mine was not as extreme as some of these other situations have been. So it really is the awareness of the possibility. So we have a family code word a question that we can ask to validate that who we're speaking to is really the person we're speaking to. There's no way I would have dissected this as fast as I would have. I might have been in a van with a bag on my head if it was not for the team of moms that came around me and all helped me work through this so fast. So ask for help. And then another thing is please report it. If they don't have reportings of it, I know I didn't get a report number because there was no crime committed, but people are actually losing money. So the more we report it instead of You know, some people might be embarrassed by it, whatever it is. Like, you are a victim of a crime. You need to report it so that we can get, you know, this looked into and and resolved.
0: Well, listen, you you were very brave. And we really appreciate you coming on the show. And we're really terribly sorry that you had to live through this. Let's hope that we have happier conversations in the future uh, about all of this. So, anyway, thank Thank you you so
2: much.
1: You know, the thing that strikes me the most, Adam, is that we know from our own research that AI is imperfect, right? You know, when they're doing hands and AI, they've just recently gotten AI to a point where...
0: It makes hands that look like hands, yeah.
1: The right number of fingers, you know? I mean, it's that simple.
0: I've learned anything is possible, but the mind also plays tricks. And when you hear something that sounds like your child and the crying could be close you go into panic mode. And as a mom, without question, the first thing is you go into protective mode. And, you know, the word mom with a plea for help is something that immediately turns you into, I'm going to tear the world apart. This is my kid and I got to save her.
1: Yeah, and you're not going to get into, like, hmm, well, you know, I recently read an article about how AI can only make hands with six fingers. I think the uh,
3: one of the main things that's frustrating here, again, is that we don't have good statistics on how common this is. A similar kidnapping scam incident happened uh, pretty close to where I live right now, just last week, and it followed a lot of the same beats, and the parent there also insisted that that was AI. And... Until you can actually catch one of the people in the act and say like, hey, did you happen to use AI software? We won't really know. Until we start getting more statistics on how often that happens, we also won't really know.
1: Well, I think that, um, you know, it doesn't matter. That's the good news. Because what we do on this show is we do online scams, which does include AI. In fact, we're going to be having a whole episode dedicated to AI soon. Um, But, you know, we're also... Focused on scams that happen online, happen at remote third party somewhere, not there. So this is our, this is our, our, our territory, no matter what happened. But I, I, I just, the only, my only hesitancy to say that it was AI and not an actress in the room is we don't know, you know, then that I don't know factor is, is uh is considerable and being a fan of the the hbo show barry i actually (laughs) i I have i have to think it could also be a prank that their daughter did on her that just went a little too far
0: i can't answer for the ai but i think the concept of a prank that goes too far from your daughter is no i can't go for that well,
1: i can i have i have uh, I have siblings who are completely capable of it, so uh, I do think you know your mileage will vary and everybody everybody's family' is different and their family ecosystem is different and you know because we don't know, I simply have to be agnostic about it and say it could have been AI it could have been a crank call it could have been a serious criminal who knew the family—it's—it does sound like there's some proximity to that. They know something about the family. Oh, whoever this person no, was,
0: no question about that. And and that
1: really narrows it down, Adam, because that's a very uncommon sort of crime. Listen, I'm not saying anything about the De Stefano family. In fact, I'm saying a lot more about my own family when I when I suggested the idea that it, that that the the kid could have been in on it or it was a crank
0: call. Even if it didn't happen with the De Stefano family. Anything's possible, Bo. It might have happened, or might happen with your family or other families. So, when something like this does happen, you got to slow down and consider all the possibilities. But the other thing too is that you know it's AI because someone just told you it's AI, right? If if they hadn't, if if someone hadn't suggested maybe it's AI, it's entirely possible that that, that that's not a you know, rabbit hole that anyone would have gone down.
1: No, it could have been an actress. It could have been just another accomplice in the room. Uh, I also want
3: to avoid falling into the trap that Axton Betts Hamilton described that she ran into, which after her identity was stolen, identity theft was still pretty new or at least unknown. And so she was met with a lot of uh, skepticism.
1: Yeah, that's true. And, and there may be AI applications that far surpass anything we've played around with that are cur- perfectly capable of doing what she's described. Right, a year or two from now this could be commonplace. You heard it here first, folks.
0: At the end of the day, it's critical that we have to protect ourselves. So that's why when you hear stories like this, you got to remain vigilant. You got to we we always like to say, never trust, always question, always verify. According to the Federal Trade Commission, phone scams have been on the rise in recent years, with scammers using a variety of tactics to target their victims, including voice cloning technology.
1: I'll tell you, I still see a lot of simple ones. I I continue to get these pig butchering scam SMSs. You know, oh, Natalie, I didn't pick up your laundry. I'm so sorry. This isn't Natalie. This is Bo. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, how are you today? Right. (laughs) I still think my favorite lead-in that I got for a pig butchering scam was, you look interesting. The way that I respond usually is to say something along the lines of, can we just cut straight to the chase? How much money do you need? And what sort of gift cards am I supposed to be buying? And they usually get very mad at me when I say that. Or I'll say, you know, this would work a lot better if you tried to use AI to write these texts, because your texts aren't very good.
0: The least you can do is show me the dignity of giving me a well-written text, so get your AI in order.
1: Once again, we're giving advice to scammers. Voice cloning technology, according to the Federal Trade Commission, is a growing threat. You know, my experience of it, Travis and I have played around with it, is it doesn't work very well.
0: And voice cloning is just one tactic that scammers are using to target their victims. Just in the past few years, spoofing complaints to the Federal Trade Commission have increased by over 50%.
1: 50%. Yeah, no, I think I saw some figure like 2 million or something like that. Yeah, and that's only the ones that are being reported. Yeah. So the actual number is
3: almost certainly significantly higher than that.
0: At the end of the day, these are scams that have been going on for a long time. And new technologies are just going to make it harder to know if these threats are real or not. Even if it's an AI voice, and it's bad, the truth is, if you're in a panic, I mean, it could make a lot of sense. And it it could really be terrifying, and you could buy into it.
1: Okay, it's time for our tinfoil swan.
0: Our paranoid takeaway to keep you safe online. Speaking of
1: paranoid, it's really hard to be anything but when you hear about kidnapping scams.
0: Especially when they involve your kids?
1: Yeah, I mean, even the most transparently fake kidnapping scam is going
3: to rattle anyone who gets that phone call. Just being contacted directly by someone who even had the idea of abducting your child is disturbing.
0: Absolutely. And panic is the first tool in a scammer's toolkit. And kidnapping scams exploit that extremely well. So what can people do?
1: Well, you can tie your child to you with a little leash, or you can (laughs) keep them within sight. Or, uh, you know, I don't know of anything that's not going to make you panic when you get a call like that. But I'd have to say that if I had smaller kids, uh, I would have Apple's AirTag somewhere on their person, whether it was in their bag or You know their backpack or (laughs) tied to a shoe I don't think I would do but I would try to do that the other thing that I do and and we still do to this day even though my kids are grown is all of us have our location beacons on so that I know where they are and they know where I am And, and none of us have a problem with it because we're pretty open with each other a lot of people wouldn't
3: be comfortable with what Bo and his daughters do Um, But Apple and Samsung have both released these small, easy-to-track little devices that can provide location tracking for just about anything you put them on or in. And uh, Google is actually expected to join the market, too, in the near future. Unfortunately, that does make it a dream come true
1: for stalkers and abusive partners. Well, I mean, again, as a guy who has daughters, that's my first thought, is that a criminal, a person with bad intentions, can slip one of these devices into a purse, a pocket, blah, 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 and track a person.
3: Right. And I wish that Apple and Samsung and all the other big tech companies had actually put a little bit more thought into that before they released these uh, products. But putting one in your kid's backpack or even in their pocket means that you can check their
0: location pretty quickly. So when you get a call from somebody saying they got your kid and you can see that they're actually where they're supposed to be, you don't have to go through the agony of whether or not the kidnapping is real
1: well except for the fact that you know in my mind if you do have a kid who is prone to like pranking you or whatever then they're gonna know that the air tag is part of that prank but you know another thing to keep in mind is that uh none of this would have worked in jennifer's case since the child in question was up in the mountains where the tech wouldn't work that's right both the AirTag and samsung's competitor they don't actually have
3: gps although a lot of people think they do what they use instead a uh, bluetooth mesh uh, which updates their location through nearby Apple and Samsung devices. So if you're somewhere really remote where people are unlikely to have smartphones, it's not going to be a lot of help.
1: Yeah, and if if the and if the criminal, the kidnapper or whatever isn't using an iPhone and you're using an Apple tracking device and the the person that you're looking for's phone is turned off or smashed or thrown out, uh, you're
0: still out of luck. But if your child's in school, or on a field trip, or anywhere they're likely to be around other smartphones, it'll work.
1: Okay, so they're not perfect, and they do come with some ethical concerns, but keeping a tracking device on your child might give you some peace of mind in the event of a kidnapping scam. Leashes, too, also work.
0: And that's our tinfoil swan. What the Hack with Adam Levin is a production of Loud Tree Media, produced by Andrew Stephen and Travis Taylor. Our executive producers are Bo Friedlander and Adam Levin. That's me. You can find us online at adamlevin.com and Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Adam K. Levin. Come back next week
3: and rate and review. It really helps people find the show.